and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Dayton Olander. I hope you're having a fantastic Friday. Governor Spencer Cox declared a drought for the state of Utah on Thursday. The Beehive State has been in a drought in eight of the last ten years, according to Cox, and our reservoirs are just 59% full. Next, Tim Fitzpatrick discusses his new beat at the Tribune. Tim, thanks for joining The Daily Buzz. Uh, I understand you've got a new beat at the Salt Lake Tribune. Give you give us a little heads up on what you're doing now. Thank you, Jeff. I have been with the Tribune. I first started the Tribune when I was 19 years old in 1976, 45 years ago. I have worked just about every job at the Tribune, and now I'm going back to my roots. I am going to be a reporter, uh, a reporter who covers renewable energy. And uh, it's a bit of a homecoming for me in the sense that uh, I was a physics major at USU in Logan. The currency of physics is energy. And uh, everything about um, energy uh, is changing right now. So I feel like I actually have a plum beat. The climate change is driving these changes. Climate change will be the biggest story of the next 10, 20, and 50 years. It's going to change everything about life on Earth. And it's up upon us to do the best we can to adapt. The Utah is pretty well situated in that regard, in the sense that we've got lots of sunshine, we've got lots of wind, we've got finances, and we've got technology, we've got bright people. We can be a leader on this if we choose to. On Thursday, Governor Cox declared a state emergency because of the drought. I think it's fair to say that the effects of climate change are certainly being felt here in the state. This past week, you wrote about hydrogen. Is hydrogen going to help solve some of our energy problems here in the state and in the world? Solving the energy situation is going to be a grab bag of a lot of things. And hydrogen will be part of that picture. It won't be the complete picture. Hydrogen, it, it basically, hydrogen is a vehicle more than it is an energy source because you basically won't find hydrogen ready to burn anywhere on earth. You have to create it and creating it takes energy. So what you're really doing is using hydrogen as a battery to store energy. And you can store it for, in the case of uh, the Intermountain Power Project, they're going to fill a salt cave full of hydrogen that will last for months. They can basically collect solar and wind energy in the spring and use it in the fall or winter. That's just a massive battery. And then other applications for hydrogen are around fuel cells and heavy trucks and trains. Stadler Rail, which has facilities in Salt Lake City, is building a hydrogen-powered train that'll run in Southern California. And that train is actually being built in Switzerland, but they're telling us that any future trains for the U.S. will be built in Salt Lake City. So Salt Lake, again, we are well situated to address this challenge, and I'm looking forward to it. You said it was the story of the next decade, probably longer. Is it too late? Are we getting to the story too late? Have we missed the breaking news? I mean, of course, it's not too late. If, if you want to, even if you go to the darkest scenarios, humankind will survive. But what that life is like could be chaotic. It could be Mad Max. It's, it's incumbent upon us to do this, and we have to do it globally. 
whole thing about climate change is, is that uh, it has to be a cooperative solution. We have to, in a way that frankly has never happened before, we have to get every nation on the same page. And that still means leadership. And the United States, again, with its technical expertise, with its financial abilities, we are in a position to lead. We haven't really done that. It's worth noting that when you talk about climate change and the carbon dioxide that's building up in the atmosphere, it's a cumulative problem. And there's really no nation on earth who has contributed more to that carbon dioxide than the United States of America. And and even to this day, we're four and a half percent of the population and generating about 16% of the carbon. Tim, thanks so much for hanging out with us on The Daily Buzz. You're certainly welcome. Glad to be here. Thanks, Tim. Both the Utah Democrats and the Utah Republicans will hold their conventions this weekend. The Tribune will be there, but there's a couple of interesting storylines for you to watch. Here's Kim Bajorquez on what to watch at the Democratic convention. All eyes will be on Utah delegates as they have a big decision to make at the Utah Democratic Convention this weekend. In an unprecedented move, a group of Utah Democrats are expected to set forward a motion during the convention on Saturday that will prompt delegates to choose between backing party candidate Kale Weston to unseat Republican Senator Mike Lee ahead of this year's midterm elections or elevate independent candidate Evan McMullen. Ben Anderson, the communications director for the Utah Democratic Party, told me this is the first in-person Utah Democratic Convention held since 2019 after coronavirus restrictions dissuaded large indoor events. Make sure to check out our coverage at sltrib.com. And as for the Republicans, we'll know how far the base has moved to the right following Saturday's state convention. The marquee race is the U.S. Senate contest, but GOP delegates won't have much to say, as incumbent Mike Lee and challengers Becky Edwards and Ali Isom took the signature path to the primary ballot. One big storyline to watch, 3rd District Representative John Curtis could be in trouble on Saturday. He did not take advantage of the signature path and is facing four challengers who are further to the right politically. If he fails to get 40% of the delegate vote, his bid for a fourth term in Congress ends. And that is all we have for you today. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Thanks to managing editor Grant Burningham for editing today's episode. I also want to give a big shout out to local band The Pelicans for providing our music and all you listeners for joining us. We'll see you again tomorrow.